Thank you so much for the opportunity um, in the church. We do not take it for granted. And uh, we pray that as you have given us this podium, this opportunity again to come and minister to you. We pray that uh, through us, God will minister to you and your families in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, it's July. It's our month of work. Family satisfaction. It's our month of work. Family satisfaction. I'm scared to say it. My family satisfied. It's family your satisfied. month of what? Family satisfaction. Are your family satisfied? Oh, yeah. Are your family satisfied? Yes. Okay. It's a very good answer, but let's we're going to um, have a panel to discuss family satisfaction today. And we'll really dig into it in about 30 minutes to see are you really satisfied? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please bring up the church. And um, we'll have four people on our panel, and then we'll also have the audience to be able to chime in as much as possible. Uh, but we have some questions and some um, statistics that we would like to go through, and then also some supportive background to hear uh, so that uh, we can go through this. So bear with us and quickly settle. Praise the Lord. Yeah. All right. Uh, our panelists, let's start with the first person, Sister Afe. Where's Sister Afe? Please put your hands together for Sister Afe. Questions and then we want to see what you know what your thoughts are around and you know, biblical evidences as well. 
ideal teams to support them. So the first class that we have here is that the traditional mom and dad in the house raising the kids no longer represent the majority of families in the United States to evolve. To evolve. As of 2014, the majority of families are made up of step families, single and families living together outside of marriage. 22 million children live with a single parent, womb are women. So, and then it goes on to say the only child family, well, that's a child that has one, basically a family that has one child, would also seen as a sad and lonely configuration. However, these children are hailed as creative and resilient and doing just fine. So I want to keep this in mind because, you know, we all have children in various ages around, you know, that make up our family. And they're going to schools, they're interacting with different people around the world. They're here for the United States, right? Keeping that in mind, you know, that they're going to experience and meet with a lot of other people in various environments. And from for, for, for their perspective, they believe that you know, their family dynamic is the best family dynamic out there. So I want us to start by saying, but ask answering this question, what is family satisfaction to you and in what ways are you contributing to it? Okay, for me personally, family satisfaction is being satisfied in all application in my family. For me personally, it's a little bit hard to say I'm satisfied because being here in America, I'm alone with my daughter. So the family is not complete. In that aspect, I am not satisfied. But in all the aspects of my family, yes, we are satisfied. So it's like, when you have all you need at the comfort, at the time, anytime you need it, you have it. So that's my only thing. So much for that. Uh, for Peridia, what do you think? Because oh. I know you're, you're, you're a sophomore in college, right? Or a junior right now. So you, I'm sure you've met a lot of people in college on campus. Right? They have various family dynamics. So, what do you think family satisfaction is for you? And how are you contributing to it? Being the last one in your family. <laughs> family satisfaction is about like being um, comfortable and contented with the, the family. And, um, and um, the way they are. And the, the way they are set and the way everything is um, going on in the family, you like it's like based on like, what you want and what you see in other family. That's um exactly what's going on in um, your family. And family satisfaction is all about um, being like together and like, having one mind in the family, not like several mind. Everyone thinks the same, and none of that requires thinking about something else, and everybody knows the time to each other. Everyone has the same goal and the same mind. Oh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But within the family, we're still all individuals, right? So, for what do you think? What's the family satisfaction in the way that you get into it as the other world? Amen. Praise the Lord. 
years old when we started something from the radio. Who loves that um, 30 from verses from verses um, seven to nine? And this will be over. Okay, I'm using a quick quick bit version. Proverbs 30 from 7. He said, Two things are very required of, of thee. Deny me them not before I die. <laughs> Remove far from me vanity and light. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. This, nine now, this I, I be fool and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or this I be poor and still and take the name of the Lord, or of my God, rather, in vain. Amen. Family um, satisfaction is a, or satisfaction now, this time around, is a relative term. And just like you said, you have individuals in the family that I have a mind, my wife has, has um, the children too, individually too. They have, they have, they have their own. And um, everybody has a goal at the point in time, at different you know, points in time. And just like um Bravo just said, um being in unity and everything, I, I would I would say sometimes such you know concept is utopian because you cannot have um such there will be conflicts and there will be conflict resolution even in the process of Family satisfaction now has to do with the fact that probably you start from the individual person first as the father. Um, I satisfied. I tell you, as the father, now coming back to me, because now the question is now directed to me as the father. And I am satisfied in the sense that um, my family is doing well. My family is happy. Regardless of the fact that they have individual conflicts within themselves, in which probably they are not sharing and they don't want to share human nature. But coming together, we are able to like um, eat, drink, share one or two things, and um, whatever we want to share, share it and let it be on that. Invariably, even if everybody is not within the family, is keeping that thing in the mind, not expressing it. In as much as we can come and have that, um, you know, um, uh, how would I put it? That general uh, consensus or acceptance that all is well, we are well. So if my family is happy, I am satisfied. That's my satisfaction. If my family is happy, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anyone from the congregation? Thank you, Lord. Um, thank you for this wonderful topic and this opportunity. To be able to contribute. Um, coming from Africa, the father's satisfaction is often referred to as the satisfaction of the family. Um, notwithstanding how the children feel, how the father feels, 
But we are going to put it in the concept of where we find ourselves today, going by the introduction of the moderators. It is difficult to be able to come and say, oh, my family is satisfied. And um, there's this concept called the person-centered thinking. Person-centered thinking. What does that mean? It means the interest of the individual, the way he sees it, is more important. And in trying to reach a satisfaction at the family level, we need to bring the person-centered thinking of each member of the individual. How do you bring it together? How do you ensure that everybody is happy? It's a difficult task. So when it comes to person center, my daughter, this is what she wants. This is her right. This is what she feels is a right. What I feel is wrong. This is what my wife feels is a right. I feel it's all right, all right. So how to hide, get everyone to sit around the table and say, okay, this is how you think, this is how you think. For us to be satisfied as a family, let us think together. Let us arrive at a consensus. It is pretty difficult, but then it depends on where you're looking at it. As a father, I will tell you, I've been driven by this person-centered thinking. Not from Nigeria, I'll tell you. But since I came here, I've started looking at my wife, my children as individuals. There are conflicts, yes. But my duty is to advise. Let them know I have been in the world before them. I'm guided by the Spirit of God too. I do research history. And for us to be satisfied, let us look at it this way, this way, this way. And I want to tell you in a long way, God has been helping us. I am getting satisfied. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. So, youngest person in the panel. I don't know much about satisfaction, but what I know is that, like, when, as Tony said, when there is unity in the family, like, they all have the same mind. So, like, yeah. And then also the father is like, there's a father, there's someone that can be a father, but like to earn the title of the dad is also like work. Also. And also the same as a mother. Someone, a mother can earn the title as a mother, but not like, it's a take work to be a mother. And the children, like, they also have to contribute to the unity of the family and satisfaction to bring like happiness to their parents and themselves. Praise the Lord. Based on all, you know, the responses of God, right? I want to go to this question here that we have. It says, is there ever a time when one family member should not be satisfied? Is what? Is there ever a time one family member should not be satisfied? Something you desire 
you are bound to have something you seek and you feel it's right. But unfortunately, it is not all the time you have to get certain things, especially when it comes to, to finding you know, family setting. And um, if you're not getting something in which, of course, you believe you should, you'll be dissatisfied. But uh, like what Pastor just you know, mentioned a little bit, there is need for guidance now. If there is proper guidance to tell them, okay, you are entitled to this, but look at it from this angle too, that if you seek this and your brother, your sister, you know, sought this also, how would it be? It be a free for all, for the free for all. Uh, 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 uh. I'll set an example. When I was growing up in my family, um, I'm the first child. I have young ones. When we wake up to eat, I want to eat my own. My brother, my sisters want to eat their own too individually. And the long run, when we find out that um, we cannot be able to like have this all the time. Sometimes we do, but we cannot be able to have this all the time. And the long run will come to a midpoint. <coughs> okay, let us eat this. Subsequently, we can move on. But as of today, at that point in time. So what I'm saying is, at intervals, you have such interest that you desire, or some things that you desire, but it's not for you to get it all the time. Because if you get it, all the time, it would be a problem, even within the family while going on, in which we have cases of such happening now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sorry. I think it is okay to support one. We're coming about to have to subscribe because not everything is going to go like everyone wants to Sometimes the family member can think. Can be different on them, and sometimes like that's what they think can be like dangerous to the other family, but they are not doing so. I think it's a bit more more. So we're not going to play. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Just say it. Okay. I mean, why do I really think that the other two persons have said? As our faces are different, so are different. And to be honest with you, I know there are people in this room that are not satisfied. And so is it with the family. There is no way you can satisfy everybody 100%. Even sometimes we are not even satisfied with what God is doing to us. So it is normal. Once in a while, you have circumstances where I arrive that you won't be able to please or satisfy everybody in the family. So it is allowed. For it's it's actually not enough to be satisfied in the family. You can you can never be satisfied with everything You have your own um, perspective of everything. I mean, each and every member of the family have their own perspective. But the only way to um, to come into conclusion is when you guys sit down together and talk together about everything. That's the only way you can come to conclusion. If not, because it's always not going to be satisfied with everything you do and it's going to bring a whole lot of confidence in the family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, before I question, I think it was just answered. Um, I 
the family who is more important to be satisfied. The parents of the children. Everyone. Parents of the children. Everyone. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go to the next question. Uh, this one says it's common to be retired from one's immediate family members for a number of reasons and still live a fulfilling life. Should the traditional family dynamic be the standard for family satisfaction, or can we create or select our own family dynamic? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's common to question. It's common to be detached from one's immediate family member for a number of reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And still lead a fulfilling life. Should the traditional family dynamic be the standard for family satisfaction? Or can we create or select our own family dynamic? Okay, I'll keep this one short. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I mentioned again that I go with my brother, my sisters, my parents. But about today, I'm in the United States of America. My brother is eight. My mother and my younger. The ones that are adults too, they have the family, uh, whatever they are. So they're now separated. Okay. Now looking at it from the actual of what you're saying in terms of probably separation, like do your thing. I don't want to like uh, have anything to do with you. Let me hold on to myself. Something like that. Okay. If it is that, you find out that at the long run. At the long run, and you know, with all sense of you know, purpose, around, such individual became uh, becomes lonely person as an adult. Yeah, they might they might have friends, but I, I tell you, there is no friend as close as a family. Your family is your, is your family, and your family is your friend because your family is uh, someone. Uh, your family is always available for you compared to your friends. Only very few friends will stand out and come out and say, yes, let me stand and the family. But the role of the family cannot be taken by a friend, and the role of a friend can be taken by a family. You get that one too. Um, yes, by the time you start your own family, you'll be able to now understand, because some people that you know get involved in such you know concepts in their mind and they don't grow when they become family when they have sorry when they have their own family in terms of their wife their children they will not be able to appreciate better where they're coming from in the first place praise the lord hallelujah you made a statement there where it says the role of a family cannot be taken by a friend but the role of a friend can be taken by a family. Do we, do we all agree with that? No. No. Do we all agree with that? No. Do you have some family members that? Let's look at that. Sarah. I'll repeat the question. 
question is it's common to be present from one city to the family, right? You might be in a family or you might go to school, right? And you're away from your immediate family. You might be in a family and you might travel abroad, you're away from your immediate family. You might be in a family and you know something happens that you you know in different places or your brothers and sisters and parents, right? So that's the the traditional family is for you all to be together in the same place, you know, grow up together and do things together. That's the traditional family. And through that, people get family satisfaction when you have a, a regular loving home, right? From your parents, you're sitting there who love each other. But then the question is now should the traditional family dynamic be the standard of family satisfaction, or can we create and select our own family? Can create a certain family dynamic because, like, just what the whole family is together, is together, one family member can get an opportunity that can change their life. The whole family is nice, but they have to, but that one person has to travel or go to a different place. So, and then when they get the opportunity and use it, then it brings family satisfaction to them because their life is changed. It's the word. Uh, I feel like we can create our own family dynamics because um, being together doesn't actually mean that oh you're gonna be like satisfied with your family or not. No, being together actually things like once you guys are together way too much, it's gonna be boring. I think you guys are gonna be <laughs> the time because it's gonna be like a lot of repetitions and. Against each other and like a lot of conflicts and stuff. So, um, choosing your home family dynamic doesn't certainly mean that you, you, know, you guys are actually not going to be together. You guys can be far away from each other, but together. You guys can be like separated, but like actually like communicating. Communication is actually the key, the key to being like a, a satisfying family. If you guys are talking to each other every single time, you guys are definitely going to be satisfied. Bringing from um, bringing up from opinions from every single person and bringing it to the table and you know, picking out the key point and um, sharing it to each other, just sharing your um, opinions to each other actually brings like the satisfaction. That's what I think. Hello. I'm a person for so both, both sides are good. So for my own is that um, I believe having a creating your own dynamic family, creating your own dynamic family works to an extent, but at the same time, your immediate family is still goes to play a long role. I will give an example. I grew up with a single mom, right? And I had my step sibling, but we never communicated all my life. So I was about 27. We never communicated. And to me, there was a hole in my life. But I had to make efforts to build communication. And you know, that hole in time is being filled. And at the same time, I created a family dynamic for myself, for me to be able to be satisfied. Because how long will you keep that? Yes, there are circumstances that happen in life and you cannot change it. But at the same time, you cannot be a sad person all your life or a satisfied person all your life. Then life is not worth living. 
So that's why I said I am on the bridge. I would it's see. So it depends on the situation you are in. You can decide to choose which one works best. But as for me, with time, like I'm here now with Brianna, I have created a family dynamic for myself that makes me happy because how long will you be dissatisfied in life? So that is the point. Praise the Lord. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, almost done. So, our, what's our Bible verse for, uh, for this one? Numbers 27, verse 4, right? So, if we read that Bible verse for the moment, we see that the daughters of Christ are one share of inheritance. Do you think inheritance should be given to women since I didn't even get married or the son of the Bible? I did it because she's on the family. You cannot, you cannot deny such. And uh, if you go to the book of Abbey of Joshua, it seems to be one of them for 21. You know, uh, there were these children, there were these ladies, they were mostly ladies, and um, they felt. They are being denied of the father's inheritance. And they had to go to the prophets, the judge, and was it, was it, was it Joshua? They had to like uh, seek, and Moses consented and said, Yes, it cannot be denied. If God has said it that it cannot be denied, then what is mine? What is man and what is who contrary to God's word? So I did it. They should. A woman should be part of the inheritance of the parents. So what role does culture play there? Even in culture, I don't see apart from probably apart from religion this time around. And I'll say this without touching in terms of the Muslim religion. In terms of the Muslim religion, that um, even for a girl child. That's probably the last one or the first one. There is a law concerning how inheritance are you know shared or divided amongst the children. Yeah, um, the male child is taking it, you know, some with somewhat uh, respect and stuff like that in Islam. But then the lady or the girl must take or must be part of the father's inheritance. Religion now plays. Uh, a vital role in, in, in our cultural life this time around. And you find that most times, by the time this is stable, it is just accepted that the girl child or the woman who is married now onto a family with a husband must be part of the inheritance of the parents or the father or, or the mother. Praise the Lord. I personally think that the girl child. Why? I usually tell people that you know, when the man, as a mother, if I have when I have a son, my prayer is that God give my son a good wife that will make my son remember home. Because we see in life that once the sons marry, unfortunately, most of them don't marry, most of them don't marry women, right? And they tend to forget their families. But a girl child, most of the time, 
she remembers where she's coming from. So that is why I think a girl child should even be more valuable, although all children are supposed to be valuable. Don't get me wrong, all children are valuable. But girl child, yes, she should be given the I think that's very interesting. What I'm going to say is uh, everyone should be treated equal, no matter if you're female or male. You should be always treated equal. It doesn't have to be that the guy has to have more inheritance because it's a guy or the female has to have more inheritance because it's a guy. They didn't have the right to choose their own gender. And you said the the, <laughs> uh, um, the men are more like they always forget about them, but I would have to disagree about that because studies said most men are more like to remember about the worst thoughts. I was I was um, I was just looking at online because um I had an I like an argument with my friend talking about most guys are always like towards like remember their mothers. And they're always going to be behind the mothers, no matter if they're like in the, in the like, even if they're with their wives and stuff, they're always going to remember and go back to their mother because they feel and they feel with their mother more and then, um, and there's nothing of um, a way if you really, really love your mother, you cannot forget your family because you're always going to remember your mother and then you're always going to go back to your family. Your I'm mother. Your mother. I think women should also get some inheritance, but like this is not about the topic I'm about to say. This is not about the topic uh, talking about today, but sometimes I feel like society thinks because men are like one than women are obviously that they can take care of the inheritance that their father gives to them. But sometimes, like women, women, like I don't know, they are more mature than them. So, like they can make better decisions than the wives can. So I'm not saying boys should get the hair done. Like in most movies that we've seen, it's mostly the boys that get the hair done. So give like the father should give the girl the chance, give the girl the chance. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There you have it. Women are more more than men. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. <laughs> you, you disagree with that? Huh? You disagree with that? No, it's good. Remember the first question? It's so good. Praise the Lord. Our right, last question. Well, let me read out some other facts here that we have. It says, in the fortunate family, parents strive to create an environment in which everyone feels safe and respected. A person's own requires parents to set and uphold rules, but no results overly rigid regulations of anyone's person's behavior. Because we know when you have an overly rigid regulation, people attend, human beings attend to break the regulations. In a stable family, positive emotions are infectious. And in an unstable family, the anger felt by one person can reverberate throughout an entire household. In fact, negative emotions are sometimes even more contagious than positive ones. Growing up in, an, in such an environment often leads to difficulty in identifying and regulating one's emotions later in life. So, as families, we have to, as parents, we have to pay attention to that all, all, every time because, again, 
the, the actions or the emotions that you bestow love at home, your children tend to take it up. And then down the line, you start thinking that this is all generational process. Again, it's what you have done, what you have laid on, the foundation that you have laid down. Praise the Lord. Peace and harmony may be the goal for most families, but dysfunctional dysfunction is common and mysterious and arise in many forms. Family quarrels, grudges, and estrangement have can have lasting effects sometimes following members into their own age. That being said, our last question is what role does the church play in ensuring that all these family members are satisfied? And then what role does the church member members play in ensuring that the church family is satisfied? Because 
we all are different people coming from different backgrounds, coming from different worries of life outside there, and we bring ourselves to here. So this is our like our safe zone, right? Let us feel safe while we're here. Let's not let them not be status, classes, like oh, I feel I'm better than her or I'm better than him. Most times we don't say or we feel it. So yeah, we feel it. So those things are the things that when we notice it, let's just cut the road. Those are the little boxes that we've been talking about. When we notice it, let's cut the road of those things. First the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, just like in legal families or even friendship, there will be conflicts. You, you could say, if we try to detach our minds from such, I guess again, we can deny ourselves of some things or little things in life. You will fight with your family. Your family is still your family. You have to make her amends, except of course, your heart is. That hardens that you feel, no, I can't be able to. And what is it that you can't be able to, like, um, settle or, you know, just set aside and move forward? Um, for the church, um, one just happened yesterday. There was uh, an expedition to, you know, to. Royal God. Royal God. God, 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 okay, so we are, we are God. Another one is coming up in which we we'll sit down together as a family to eat, to dine, you know, just to play with ourselves. Probably in the process, there'll be games to play. Aside, aside that, in the church, it is just for us to accept each other. I'll say it again. There is no way in which there will be conflicts. If we deny that, that maybe we are not being realistic because we are human beings. But the thing is, even at that, from that point of conflict, it has to be settled. I'll say something before I end. Uh, when I was in government, I was a junior officer, and um, a junior colleague offended me because he didn't want to take instruction from me. And the government is hierarchy of doing things. And he wanted to, like, he said he was going to treat me. And I was like, that is the case, that itself is in subordination and is compared to the laws of the public service. And to report him and I can get him dismissed instantly because there are weaknesses. Now, we went home, I told my wife, I was really annoyed. What kind of thing is this? I went home, but again, as a Christian, I looked at it from this angle. What is it? Don't know what. Just walk. Yeah, I spent some time in the office and all oh, no. And the speak minister to me that I must make sure I apologize to him. It was so hard for me. Very, very hard. But the speak minister to me that I must apologize. As soon as I got to the office, we had, you know, arrived. And I was with another colleague. As soon as he came, he saw me. You know, he greeted me, he greeted me, and I said he wants to see me. I said, I want to see you too. He went, because we shared the same office. As soon as I entered, I just told him, I said, you know what? For what happened yesterday, I am sorry. And I pray that you repeat yourself. He's a Muslim. He looked at it, stayed. He started crying. He said, 
fully in our acceptance and Christians. And when he then apologized because he was about to actually a very good one, and as a senior colleague, he was supposed to do what he did to me. And I said, you know, I said you're sorry, you treated and everything. Talked about it. I'm here. If I pick my call and I hey, do this for me. It's a senior officer too now. Do this for me. I'm very sure you will do it. That's how it should be. There'll be conflict, but we should have that Christ um, mind or Christ spirit in us to be able to come across, even apologize. Because Jesus said, said it. If you're coming to give sacrifice or offering or anything, check who you have, uh, uh, has offended you, then go to that person 70 times, seven times, 70 times, seven times, and apologize to that person and come in the sacrifice, which will now be an acceptable sacrifice unto him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think what is important here is that we have various family dynamics and various things happen. But at the end of the day, conflict and everything will come up, right? But the key word there is for us to have forgiveness and being able to forgive each other. It doesn't matter if you're the parent or you're the child. Being able to forgive each other, being able to be the first person to accept that fault that leave on. The Bible says we should always forgive. So we should always remember that to keep that unity and have that family satisfaction is always important to forgive your brother. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much very much. Pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in 
sword. It is like it is the like precious corn on the head, running, running down on the air, the air of air, running down on the edges of its garments. Verse three says, "It is like the dew of heaven descending upon the mountains of Zion." For there the Lord commanded. The Lord commanded what? The Lord commanded what? Blessing. The blessing. Life. So when brethren dwell together in unity, there's blessing. It feels like the dew. What does the dew do in the morning? It gives refreshment to the to, to, uh, to the vegetation, it gives refreshment, you know, to, 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 to the vegetation, even to us as well. When you wake up in the morning and the tears of heaven flows on you, you know, you are kind of relaxed, you're refreshed. And they say it's like the oil when we are all together as a unit, as a family unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the anointing, the anointing flows without no struggle. We are joyful. The oil of gladness in the family is there. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I can quickly respond to, uh, give my own response to uh, some of the questions that they actually uh, responded to. Say, is there a time when a member should not be satisfied? I completely agree with them. Except one person that said, Is there somebody that said there should not be? Yes, sure. I mean, we all have that right, that God given right, not to be satisfied with lots of things going on in our family. When the father of the mother is selfish. One is being prideful or participating in sinful habits. Why will you be satisfied if there's God in you? Why will you be satisfied doing everything and like this one is just labor? Just like our brother said, he said, some may not want to say it, or they're not satisfied. If there is a member of our family that is not satisfied in the family and they are not saying it, by the time the bottled anger, the bottled word, the bottled up, may be highly disastrous. The environment for each and every member of the family to be heard must be created. The dissatisfaction of the son to the death. Of the daughter to the dad, of the son to the mom. Let's create the atmosphere so that we're all able to share it. We are able to share it. Many times I want to listen to my son, my daughters, you know. Sometimes I'm thinking things, and when I ask, what do you think about this? And I hear what I say. If I say that it doesn't make sense, we'll argue it, and then one will win. But many times I just learn from them. Don't be bossy, daddy, mommy, don't be pampering. Speak the truth to them, they love it. And the long run, it may be bitter now, 
But let them know. Let us know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we're always satisfied with everything. You say you are satisfied. If everyone is always satisfied, that means that's a perfect family. Or somebody's lying. Because there are things that we probably may not be satisfied with. Probably. Not to be satisfied. Don't let us always hide it. We must as well understand the uniqueness of individual robots, our individual makeup. Uh, I was sharing with somebody, I have this this nation nature because my niece had the triplets. So my niece, my niece children, what are they to me? So this this triplets, they're three boys. They were here during the last ceremony. They're three boys. But you cannot believe that the three of them are completely three different people. The three of them, on the same day, from the same one, they are completely three different people. And the mom and the dad were telling me how you make each of them peace. The one that was in the middle, that is called David, they said that one, they are only three or four years old. I went for their baby dedication about four years ago. He said that one is a pastor. Why? Because when they get to church, it goes to where the pastor is, and since he has a particular place around the pastor that tries to help the pastor. And when he's in the house, guess what? He don't go around the corner and act as if he's praying every single time. He does things that he just, I said, don't you know the name you gave them? Or the one that is Daniel, that one is the oldest. Guess what? He acts as if he's much more older than the ones that, <laughs> than the other ones. And they were all born the same day. The maturity, it is less the maturity. Why the last one is kind of like very spoiled, run everywhere and does everything. He's the one that runs after every single time. Born of the same womb, the same day, by the same mother, yet, same the same people. So if we are all in the family and we think we will all satisfy ourselves every single time, it's because we are being obedient to the word of the Lord. In one way or the other, the word of the Lord is being established in the family. What's the word? We just look at one. What of the word said to us in uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. Let us look at it. Uh, my daughter was trying to paraphrase something in that area. Let us look at it. He said, let us read it together. From verse 18, he said, Wife, submit to your own husband as is fitting in the Lord. 
Now, the Bible did not say, Why submit to your own husband and say, Curious? Did you see that? So, so that's the, the submission there is subjective. It must be as fitting to the Lord. As the husband, you cannot be derailing the family and you are asking the wife to submit to you. He said, as it's fitting to, to when the wife is submitting, the husband must be doing something right. Oh. Praise the Lord. And what did he now say to the, to the husband? Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Many of the men in Christendom today don't understand this. All they read is wives submit to the Holy. That's all they hear. That's what they preach. They don't even know what the scripture says about it. So for us, for the wife to be satisfied with the husband, guess what? And go back to verse 19 that we just read. Husband, love your wife. How will the husband love the wife that actually caused him men and runs him down all the time? The love cannot be there. How will the husband? And then go to the next one. You see the role of everyone. And then let the children read this. You are a child and you say, I'm very and you are still under your head control. Read this together with me. Children, obey, obey your parents. In how many things? In how many things? Remember, we have talked about as is fitting to the Lord for the one to submit. The Lord as well, not the bitter with them, but the children are watching how mom is treating that, how dad is treating mom. Now their obedience in all things will now hang on one day. They are saying, he said, for this is well pleasing. How many child want to take the life placing on the Lord? We are, as a child of God, I want to live a life pleasing unto the Lord. We all want to. And for us to be able to do it, we've got to understand that it is the word. And in our professional or our work life, what did he say in the next verse? Father. Uh, okay, father. Now you came back. The, 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 the husband is the same as 
Okay. But I played a different role. What did they now say to the father? No, 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 How can the father provoke the children? That's a big one. Father, how do you provoke your children when you deprive them of every single thing that is your responsibility? Not just but as a father in the family, as the head of the family, the children are watching. They are being provoked, they are bottling it. They may not be able to say it. Their voice, because they know that their voices will be shut down. They are talking about the culture. Uh, they, are not, they are not all growing up. That day has a final say. Don't carry that. That mentality will not work here, especially with this generation of children that we have, because they are treated with brain. They have their brain. Those days we will follow somebody our brain and just go in the play, follow what our brain says. They have questions, a lot of questions, and they have a lot of words. How old is Sarah? She was part of the family. They didn't respond to us as an adult. Yes, they have the, when they are included in the family discussion, in the family decision, and everything. Guess what? Well, now they, they are encouraged. My child is not doing good. It's not really doing good. Is this, is that? Look at it. the root cause of it. Is this child satisfied in the home? Ordinary, take your child to school. You are busy. Provide the little encouragement to the child. You are busy. The child is trying to say things, but because of what he has done, and they keep provoke child will be discouraged. And the Bible said it, especially to me, fathers. Fathers do not provoke the children. The child will come to say that I'm satisfied when they, say they are encouraged by how they see that the way that treats mom, how they see mom treats dad, and how they are all able to be free to express who they are. They are God-given abilities in the family. I pray with the Lord. Help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Go to the next verse. Let's read it very quickly. Now it's a bond servant. Bond servant in those days are bond servant that we're talking about. So ordinates this time, your place of work, where you are, and you know, somebody ahead of you that you report to in one way or the other, either at the church or at your place of work or anywhere. He said, obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eyesight as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, sharing God. Because satisfaction is not just today. The satisfaction we are talking about right now is not just limited to our immediate family. If our immediate families are not satisfied, our joint family will not be satisfied. Our work family will not be satisfied. Our professional family will not be satisfied because we will always transfer those things in us indirectly or directly. 
conscious or unconsciously to always go with us. The next one says, and whatever you do, do it how? Within the family, whatever you do to your dad, to your mom, to your children, do it utterly. As to the Lord and not to man. 24. 24. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance you have served. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I had another, I had another person there. He said, uh, I think my own family dynamics, what was going on within me was that. Uh, well, my father is a polygamist. He had married five wives. So should I stay with that mentality that he himself actually condemned and regretted and said because my father was this, I must follow that now? There are things that happens in the family that if you detest it, you are only there in that family to learn how not to do some things and learn how to do some things. So the things that you don't like in the family, take note of it. You can it into your own lifestyle and build the opposite of it that will bring glory to God. Your dad smoke. I mean, my dad, when he was still very young, we later knew him in, in, in life. You know, he told us in life. That when he was still his own, he said he spoke. But when he sees that he has boys and the children are going up, nobody taught him to quit. He said, I have to quit because I don't want it for any other. This is my place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are all created for relationship. Let, let me say this. Because family matters. Let me tell somebody, family matters. Family matters. Family matters. And we are all created for relationship. And the family unit, whether biological, spiritual, social, or professional, exists to be a supporting pillar to each of the entities in the family. I don't know if somebody get that. The family unit, whether biological, spiritual, social, or professional, exists to be a supporting unit pillar to the entities in the family. So there are matters in the family. I want you to all listen to this. If you want to write it down, I think they will resonate with us. You know, there are matters that matter in the family, knowing that family matter. I don't want to understand that. There are matters that matter in the family, knowing that the family matter. What are those matters that matters in the family? Providing for the family. Respect one another. Submit one to another. Care for one another. Be one other's helper.
The older women likewise that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, mm. not giving to one. It's a much wine. <laughs> Teachers of what? Teachers of what? That's very key. That they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God may not be what. So if we fail to do everything, that word actually instructed us. What will happen to the world? What will happen to the world? It will be blasphemy. Verse 6. It said, likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded. In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. That one who is an opponent. Look at that. Your naysayers, our naysayers, when they see our conduct and our integrity, they say, sound speech that cannot be condemned. That one is an opponent. may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of Mark chapter I want to read this together. Having those others encouraging one that will bring satisfaction to our lives and our individual families. He said, but let's read it together. But whoever causes one of these little ones will live in middle. It will be better for him if the man so we are hung around his neck. And we are sure that's how dangerous it is for us. If as mothers, as fathers, or as spiritual older ones, we fail to actually play a role in our individual families, in the church, professionally, anywhere. We find ourselves, he said, God considered those who are little in their faith, in their age, they consider them little. And he doesn't want them to be, to be misled in any way by our conduct. And that's why Jesus himself was so strong about that. So family satisfaction is so important that it only comes when individual entity in the family, just like we are part today, play their role effectively. And my friends, that the Lord Himself, you will bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. God the Father was in unity with God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit did not come to contradict the word of God the Father, neither Every single thing God is something things. That's the reason why three became one and remain one and still function as one. Despite the fact that they all have their distinct role, 
we all have a, a same throne in our families. How do we bring all those roles together to make sure that our children are satisfied, our husbands are satisfied, our wives are satisfied, those that are reports given to us are all satisfied. Jesus did that for us by giving us this example of obedience and humility. He gave us the example of obedience and humility with the Father. He submitted to the word of the Father. The will of the Father was that all that will come to Christ will be one. But how we live actually stop everything that has been done or that is being done to sacrifice unto him and kids for their sins. They have to come. I said, Father, I'm ready. And that's how it came. And you all know that when it goes to a stage, Jesus saw that this journey was too the price to pay for the satisfaction of the father and the children that he's about to bring together to himself is just too much. The price was too much. He did not complain to the father in heaven. He had to cry to him. But yet, in the middle of it, he said, Your will to be done. And we allow the will of the father to be done in our individual lives. Can we allow the will of the Father to be done in our individual families? Can we allow the will of the Father to be done in our spiritual family? That's the reason why we have come together this day. Can we all rise up? Having talked about, having had all that, they told us in the panel today. And let us just look inwardly in our individual families. How do we handle ourselves? How do we treat ourselves in our individual nuclear family? Do we actually segregate our love with one another in our individual family? As that, do you have preference for one child to the other? Let us look at how we treat our spouses. And let us ask that Lord, whatever it is that I'm, I'm contributing in my family, for one of my families not to be satisfied through the blood that you sacrificed on the cross, that you gave to us for the cleansing of every irregularities in our lives and in our families. As I partake of this prayer, let there be wholeness again. Let there be purity again. The love that you have for me, that you, you, share, you have to shed your own blood, that I may be loved by God the Father once again. Father, the same love, the same way we partake of it, we should wait and remember us.
Why don't you ask God? Lord, make me a ninja of joy in my family. Make me the source of life in my family. Make me a source of your blessing, of your open door, of your gift in my family. Don't let me be a something blocking on my children coming behind me or my spouse that is with me or any of my spiritual family. I don't tell And in your heart, if there's anything in your heart right now, in our heart right now, that you see all so dear, hurting in your heart, it is possible just ask God. Let go. Let go. Let go. Lord, I'm letting you that I may let go at this moment. Was born to eat or partake of your body. That's my house. Help me, Lord. I still want to help you. Help your family. As we go into this new month, Father, let there be a new life. Let there be a new beginning. Let your name be glorified. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We give you praise of God for. Who you are. Thank you, Father, because you have made us in this assembly one body with unity of purpose, one mind with one voice. Thank you for your love, oh God, that you have created in us and you have shared our blood in our hearts that we may deal with one another as you dealt with your son Jesus Christ and all of us as your children. Others will partake of this communion, which is fellowship with you. We ask, Lord, that life be restored to every form of weakness in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, is there anything of God in anyone's life as we random this point of our family satisfaction? Is there anything in our lives, in the lives of anyone in this assembly, Lord? That is not causing satisfaction, bringing satisfaction. Father, release that balm of Gilead at this moment, that oil of gladness to rewrite the story in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We bless your holy name. And in that night, when our Lord and Savior was crucified, he took the bread that gave thanks. And he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take it. This is my body that was broken for the sins of the world. Whenever you partake of it, do it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. And after the bread, so they come, having given thanks, they lifted it up and began that this is my blood that was shed for the remissions of the sins of the world. This is blood that cleanses from every form of impurity. And they said, whenever we think of this, do it in remembrance of Father, we declare this for the Jews. 
Jesus' face. That we have in you at the work of redemption on the cross. We partake of your blood this time. For the cleansing, everything that is not of you in us. We receive it in the name of the Father and of the Son. Jesus, 